the ICC Imara podcast. Here at ICC Imara, we're all about connecting people to God and to each other, challenging believers to Christ-likeness, and changing the world. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this message. And uh, welcome to another wonderful, wonderful day that the Lord has given to us. We want to give thanks to God for keeping us well and alive and uh, bringing us together to hear his word. And uh, we continue with our series, New Beginnings. Um, and last uh, Sunday we looked at uh, cutoff. And we are going to recap just a little bit to remind ourselves on what God expects of us. And we saw that there are things uh, that God uh, would want us uh, to cut off so that we can walk with him uh, faithfully, even as we get into this uh, uh, new season. And uh, just for him unveiling to us the new things that he wants in our lives. We looked at Joshua chapter 5, uh, and uh, we saw how God prepared Israel by consecration through the rite of circumcision. And we, talk, we, we talked about, uh, you know, circumcising our hearts uh, in today's uh, language and um, thinking about what is it that we need to work on ourselves uh, so that we can have a new approach. There is a newness in us even as God gives us an opportunity to trust him in this uh, new season. So we learned, uh, uh, you know, what we have to cut off and um, uh, particularly what we have carried uh, from Egypt and our des uh, desert experiences. And um, we, we saw that uh, we have to learn to trust God for our new experiences and, um, and, and, and provision. So we learned uh, about uh, how we, we ought to understand that we must demonstrate uh, faith and uh, spiritual preparedness uh, in, um, in four ways. Number one, we talked about renewing our covenant with God. And this is about our relationship uh, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and the saving grace. And number two, we talked about wearing a badge of distinctiveness. And we said we must be different uh, from the world and its pressures and embracing um, uh, the new life in Christ Jesus. In this, we said that our thinking needs to be different and our living uh, ought to be different and we are going to love differently. And we are, even our speech are, uh, is going to be different from what uh, the world is because this is a season of transformation. Number three, we talked about reaffirming our confidence, surrendering our positions and trust God for new victories and victory uh, in God's way. And number four, removing our condemnation. And we said that the reproach of Egypt has been removed from us and our condemnation has been taken away through our faith in Christ Jesus. 
So today we continue and we are going to look at uh, the victory of God that he has given to us. Our sermon this morning is entitled, When the Wall Came Down. And we are going to look at the experience of Jericho. And uh, we are going to read uh, from Joshua chapter 6. I encourage you to to get your Bibles uh, as we read uh, together Joshua chapter 6. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March round the city once all the, uh, with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Make seven priests carry trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march round the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, make the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and make seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, Advance, march round the city with an armed guard going um, ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forwards, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried round the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched round the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time round, when the priests sounded the trumpet, the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted uh, things so that you will not bring about uh, your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel um, liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and all the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. 
When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the war collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed the sword with the sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring her out and all who belong to her, in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother, her brothers and sisters, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they, they burned the whole city and everything in it. But they put the silver and the golden articles of bronze uh, um, and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And uh, she lives among the Israelites uh, to this day. At this time, Joshua pronounced this solemn oath. Cast before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild the city, this city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. Wow. A great experience uh, and a very, very, very strange way of winning this city. And the city of Jericho was well fortified. It had walls 25 feet high and 20 feet wide. It is a city that was in that time seen as one of the best fortified cities. And the Canaanites locked themselves up. Uh, so that no one went in and no one went out. And uh, though this uh, city was so well guarded, such that the walls uh, were considered unscalable, and the city itself uh, was uh, considered as, um, uh, you know, invisible. It was not uh, possible to invade it and conquer it. It was uh, a symbol of military power and strength. But we see here, God had a different plan of winning this city for the purpose of keeping the promise that he had made to the Israelites, to their forefathers. And this was the first city that was to fall in this promised land. And the, the, the sign here, God wanted to demonstrate that uh, this was the strongest uh, pillar and I will bring it to submission and authority of my children Israel. And this was to give them the, 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 the trust in God and the faith in God and for them to know that indeed God is with us. And also for the other tribes, uh, you know, in the lands on and around there to know and understand that if Jericho has fallen, surely there is no stopping the Israelites. Indeed, it is a demonstration of that God is with them. 
Now, we, when we think of the things uh, that are faces, when we think about uh, the season of uh, the things uh, that uh, we have gone through, we can get terrified and we can see many fortified cities that are ahead of us. Though God has given us this promise, though God has said, go, I am with you. Though God has said, take it, I have already delivered it to you. We can be scared, we can be discouraged by what we are facing. And I want to encourage us this morning that God is about to bring down those high walls that we consider unscarable, where we are not even counting ourselves victors over those cities because we are fearful. We are looking at them and we are saying that it is impossible. Yes, it is without God, but with God, God always has a plan for his people because the word that he has given to us, indeed, he intends uh, to keep. Right now, you have a plan of how you are going to, to, uh, you know, to go out and rebuild. You're looking at your season and you're saying, I must rebuild. But you're looking at the challenges that are facing you. Some of us, uh, you know, we are thinking about how are we going to protect ourselves in the future so that we are never caught up again by another disaster. And we are trying to imagine and uh, thinking, how can we mitigate so that uh, in the future we are not caught flat-footed? But you know what, let me tell you, everything will be different. It is not going to be the same way tomorrow. The only place that we can be secure is uh, with the Lord. If we trust him because he knows about uh, tomorrow, you know, we are going to to, 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 uh, uh, to have this confidence that God is going to watch over us. Because, uh, friends, even if you have money in the bank, you can have a situation that the money will not uh, help you. Connections, anything that we can think about, how do we protect ourselves in the future? There is only one who knows about uh, the future. You know, recently, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the Kenya government uh, changed the currency notes. And uh, there are many people who are caught flat-footed and, uh, uh, you know, overnight uh, they are, they are, they are <laughs> their cover was, uh, was lifted because, uh, uh, you know, their confidence was on how much they have, they had. And uh, we were, you know, told to account on everything that we are keeping. And uh, some of us were afraid. And uh, I understand there are quite a number of people that uh, lost, uh, you know, millions of shillings of uh, uh, a thousand notes that they had kept uh, to themselves. And uh, this is uh, to show us how valueless life can be if it is not anchored in the Lord. So the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25 uh, to 34, and this is a teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more important than food or clothes. Do not worry about uh, tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. He said each day has enough trouble of its own. And most of the time, we spend uh, precious time worrying about how it will be. And indeed, particularly when we have gone through this season, 
it is very easy for us to worry about how about something else happens. How do I ensure that I am secure? Because we have been shaken to the core. But I want to tell you that if we put our trust in God, even tomorrow he will take care of it because each day has enough trouble of its own. God told Joshua, no warlike preparations were to be made. He had an uncommon method of invading this city. And he said, I am going to deliver it to Israel. You know, the Lord honored the ark of, uh, uh, you know, as a symbol of his presence and his power. And he said, the only thing that you need to carry with yourself is my presence. And this is what God is uh, telling us today, that the only thing that we need to carry with us as we go into the new season is his presence uh, in us. Because our victory comes from him, our victory comes uh, through faith and patience understanding that God indeed is going to do it for us. If God delivered Jericho through the trumpets of the priests, which he you know, proclaimed the coming of the Ark of the Covenant, which followed them, surely God can also do it today. Our liberty and our victory today, brothers and sisters, comes from the trumpets of the gospel. Hearing the gospel, knowing its power, trusting in the word of God. The gospel is our encouragement as followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the weapon that God has given to us for our spiritual warfare. Just like the ark went ahead. The word of God, the promises of God, what God has spoken about in the scriptures and that which he has promised us remain our number one weapon as a promise of God that he is with us. We must understand that our weapons cannot be carnal. Our preparations cannot be carnal because we are in a spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is the war that we are on. We can prepare ourselves, we can, uh, you know, uh, put what we think is a good reserve for us, but without God on our side, friends, we are not going to be able to win this war that we are in and the battles that are going to be coming tomorrow. Yes, uh, we will require to bring down great wars in cities that God has given to us. And it may look impossible, but we must trust on an unconventional God who is going to show us extraordinary ways and methods of winning the battles that are ahead of us, of taking the cities that he has given to us and knowing that this we are going to win it in, with a spiritual approach. And God has already promised our deliverance, but it will come God's way and in his time. That's why he talks about faith. That's why he talks about uh, patience. He told the people of Israel, he, uh, you know, to make a shout as directed uh, by Joshua as he heard uh, from uh, God. 
Our shout is a shout of faith. Our shout is a shout of prayer, a cry to heaven for help. And the walls of Jericho walls in our lives will come down. That's what God has given to us, friends. And I want us to learn a few lessons this morning on how we can overcome the obstacles between us and our inheritance. Because many times we can see the inheritance, like we have been talking about, that the children of Israel could see Canaan across the Jordan, but we don't know how to get to our inheritance. But there are things that God is asking us in these lessons that we have been learning. And they all circle around faith, patience with God, listening and hearing where he wants us to go. So how do we overcome these obstacles? Number one, we must learn to communicate with God. Learning how to communicate with God. And communication is two-way. We learn how to speak to God and we learn how to listen. And many times we have so many words to speak and to tell God that we don't give him a chance or an opportunity to speak back to us. Most of the time we want to speak to him, but we don't want to interact with his word and hear the answer that is already with us. And I said that the power is with the gospel. This is where the promises are. So we must learn to communicate with God. In verse 2 of chapter 6, it says, The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and fighting men. Even before the war began, God told Joshua, I have delivered. So what was this war about? It was just now going in and taking over. And God is speaking to us and he said, I have already delivered it to you. It is there. The promise is there. But we don't interact with God to know that deliverance has already happened. To know that he has already opened a new horizon for us. Once we understand that uh, he has already delivered the cities to us, then it will be easy for us to walk in knowing that we are now going to take a possession. So how was Joshua to see before it had happened in the physical? Word of God tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. What the scriptures are asking us is to believe and to agree within our spirit and to agree within ourselves that God has already reduced it to us. And once we know that uh, it is there, we will now go in and take it. But we must inquire from the Lord how his battle plan is uh, for us. Because there will be a battle of possession. And how are we going to go and fight this battle? If we don't inquire of God, we will do it the way we know best. Many times we dive into our own plans of action and expect the Lord to follow us with an endorsement. But that is not how God works. God says, now listen to my plan. He says, I have already delivered it to you. Now listen to the plan of possession. 
of how you're going to enter into this city. It is already yours, but you must li listen to me because this is a road that you have not uh, traveled before. Because God is committed to communicate with us as his people. And we must uh, be, uh, uh, you know, people who listen to God and who want to hear uh, from him. Because he's the one who provides the strength. He is the one who provides the comfort. He is the one who gives us hope because already he has got a good plan for us. Praise the Lord. So if you are facing a high wall, if you're facing this wall that you feel is un unscalable, do not try to scale it under your own strength, but commune with God and ask him what is the approach from which side? This should be the first plan of action. It should be the first plan of action rather than the last resort. Because many times we try and when we are frustrated is when we turn to God and start asking God, so how do we go about this? If only we can learn to communicate with him and we get the plan ahead of time. And this is what uh, Joshua did. God spoke to him and he told him, I have already delivered Jericho. So now here is the plan. And if you look at those scriptures, uh, you will see as God instructed Joshua, so Joshua instructed the people. And he told the people, this is the plan. The second thing that I think we need to learn this uh, morning is uh, to comply with the plan of God. It is one thing to hear and to know God's plan, but it is another thing to comply. And sometimes we get confused because when God gives us his plan, it's so different from our expectation that doubt can come into our hearts if really we are hearing from God. Can you imagine a man like Joshua who was trained in military tactics? This is something that was awkward and different. And God is saying, now I want you to march. I want, uh, you know, I don't want the soldiers to make a war cry. I want the trumpets to go ahead. I want uh, the ark of God uh, to follow. I want the people to follow thereafter. All what you need to do is to circle the city. What an awkward plan it was. And many times uh, it is like that. We hear from God, but the plan that he is giving to us does not look real. It doesn't look like it can work. Verse 3 to 5 of this scripture, chapter 6, the plan was uh, to march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's uh, horns in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests uh, blowing their trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast of the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and people will go up, every man straight in. In other words, God is saying, you will not raise your weapons. I will fight this battle because it belongs to me. And so what did Joshua did? The scriptures are clear. Joshua complied with the plan of God. And this was not a conventional war plan for a trained military officer like Joshua was. Yet he knew that his commander-in-chief, and this is a God. 
had said that this is the plan of victory. And so Joshua complied because he trusted his commander. Are you going to comply? Are you going to listen to what your commander-in-chief is saying about you taking over the cities that he has given to you? And sometimes the paths of our victory come through the least means that we expect. Those paths will not be your normal paths. They will not, otherwise it will not be God. We may miss our victories sometimes because we do not follow God's instructions. Because we don't comply with the plan of God. Joshua simply followed as instructed by God. And the people followed him as a leader. Because God had given him favor and also the people had learned, they had seen enough to know that where God, uh, Joshua tells them to go is where God is. And we must listen to the authorities that God has given to us. And we must be ready. We must be prepared to listen to what God is telling us and the plans that, uh, uh, you know, God has. If we comply, we know that we are going to be winners. What an act of faith for Joshua and the people. We know that this plan had not been used before. Nor do we know it being used later elsewhere. It is completely unique and very special to God. Yet all of them marched because they trusted in God. It was simply an act of faith and obedience to God. So compliance is the key of moving God's hand of victory in our lives. I'll say it again that compliance is the key of moving God's hand of victory in our lives. And once we learn how to comply with his plan, surely victory is ours. Third and final lesson is to have confidence in God. And sometimes we say that we have confidence in God. But it is one thing to say and, uh, and, and another to really live in, in confidence with God. Verse 20 to 21 says, <clears throat> When the trumpets sounded, the people shouted. And at the sound of the trumpets, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in and they took the city. This was an uncommon of all the battles that Israel or even any nation had fought. It was not uh, the usual thing. Yet God chooses to do things uh, his ways. So the wars, friends, are never the problem. We are the problem. I will say it again, that the wars are never the problem. We are the problem because God is ready to bring down the walls and the walls we obey God because he is almighty. But we are the ones who are not ready to obey God because God says this is the route to pass. God says do not trust in your own understanding. God says trust in me with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, he speaks to us. He says do not do not, do not follow your own understanding, your own intellect, your own thinking. That is not how God brings down walls. So we are the problem, not the walls that we are facing. And God has the power to deliver as he chooses. But he desires that we act in obedience 
and that we practice faith. And when we do so, he takes care of the walls. They will obey God, I tell you. Whoever it is that is standing between you and your blessing, whatever it is that uh, is standing between you and where God wants you to go, God will bring down those obstacles because at the sound of his voice, uh, they must come down. And God is going to ask us to do extraordinary things. He is going to ask us to blow some horns. He is going to ask us to shout. And when he does, we must live in obedience uh, to him. Hebrews 11, 30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fall, after the people had marched around them for seven days. And our victories will only be attained through faith in Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2, it says that in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. In other words, there is only one route. There is only one path of victory, and that is through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is how God is going to speak to us. He has given us the plan of salvation. And that does not just include for our lives. It also includes our possessions and everything that God wants us to have. It must come under the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ through whom together he made the universe. That means that everything that we desire and we want comes from him and they are his. All that we need belongs to God. And through our Lord Jesus Christ, he will meet all our needs. Hallelujah. If only we could understand this simple lesson. You know, our friends, Christ conquered our worst enemy death. And he has given us the utmost gift of eternal life through resurrection. And if he could give himself up for our sake, what else is it that he can withhold from us? Even though at times our bodies will waste and eventually we die, we shall resurrect in victory one day because our Lord Jesus Christ resurrected. So our victory is eternal. And God wants us to have victory here on earth and we will have victory through the valley of death and we will have victory eternity because we will live with him. He told the, the thief that was crucified with him at the cross today, you shall be with me in paradise and that paradise is for you. It is for me if we keep our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So God will win our battles. He will conquer the battles for us here on earth and he will win our spiritual battles as well so that we may inherit his kingdom. Joshua and the people demonstrated deep confidence in God. Do you have the same confidence that God is going to deliver you? Do you have the same confidence that God is going to give you new cities? Do you have confidence in God that he is bringing the walls that stand between you and, and your inheritance, that he is going to bring them down? Do you have confidence and do you believe? As I conclude, Charles Spurgeon in a sermon delivered in 1916 said this, Life 
is a battle we shall have to fight against a trinity of enemies. And he named this, this trinity. And he said, it is the world, it is the flesh, and the devil himself. And if you think about it today, this is a sermon that was delivered in 1916. And Spurgeon never knew how it was going to be. But you can see what is happening. The world is overtaking. It is threatening to swallow us. The church is having to confirm in worldly ways so that it can remain relevant. But this is not the plan of God. This is a trinity of enemies. The flesh, the flesh has become our key enemy because we wanted to follow God. We want to do as the scriptures command us, but our flesh crave for other things. This is from 1916. And today we are living it, that the pleasures of the flesh are so many. He never knew there was going to be internet one day. But look at what it has brought uh, to, to our desktops, uh, to, to, to our living rooms, what it has uh, brought in through our televisions and this enticement that causes our fresh uh, to crave. And of course, uh, the devil himself, he has, uh, uh, you know, escalated his war against us. Friends, the wars in life will present themselves in different ways, but we have the victory assured. And if only we could learn to follow our Lord Jesus Christ. It may not come in the manner or the time that we expect, but it will come. It will come. Let us keep the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in Him and have confidence in Him. God is calling us this morning to renew our walk with God every day and ask God to help us to keep that faith that He has given to us. And we shall or celebrate victory of the new beginning. But it has to start with us trusting in Him, in us having confidence in Him, in us knowing that He is on our side, that He is fighting the battle on our side, that He has already commanded His angels to take charge over us. God is walking with us. He is asking us, can we remain faithful? I want to call on you today, this morning, that you want to trust the Lord Jesus Christ with your life. And you're saying, I no longer want to walk in the flesh. I have heard. I don't want to conform. I don't want to conform to the, to the, to the enemy trinity. But I want to, to, to focus on God. I want to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the only savior. He is the only one who can bring me to this place of deliverance. If that is still this morning, I want to make this prayer for you. Wherever you are, whether you are driving, whether you are seated uh, at home, whether you are on a hospital bed, wherever you are, whether you are on your desk, you can make this a prayer and you can begin a new walk with God. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I trust in you. I now surrender my life to you. I no longer will follow my own intelligence, but I will inquire of you. Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Give me new hope, a new life in you. Through Jesus Christ, 
my Lord, I pray. Amen. for listening. We hope this message has blessed you. If this ministry has impacted your life, you can help us reach others by partnering with us. You can give through our website iccimara.org slash give. Be sure to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Have a great week.